This episode is sponsored by National Technology Management. Visit TrustNTM.com for more information. I'm Kelly Siegel, and this is Harder Than Life, a podcast about self-love, self-awareness, business, and health. We tell outrageous stories and boil everything down to simple, practical advice you can start using today. Let's get living. Welcome back to the Harder Than Life podcast, my loves. Pastor Kimberly Jones, known as Real Talk Kim, is today's guest, and today is going to be extraordinary. She is a mother, pastor, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, entertainer, and best-selling author. Author. Her most recent book is perfectly titled, You Gotta Get Up. I heard this beautiful, inspirational soul through my good friend Craig Siegel, and while eating lunch, it was ready to run through a wall. Her stories are incredible, and her energy is off the charts. I love her, and so will you. Get ready to be inspired. Welcome, my new friend, Kim. Oh, my gosh. I am so honored to be with you. This is a cool thing about social media. It connects cool souls. I just, like I just said off the air, I listened to your morning prayer this morning and you had the one-liners that were fired. You said, uh, a religious tard and God don't bless a mess. <laughs> and, and, and what you, you were literally, I, you must've known you were talking to me right after because everything that you talked about is exactly what heart of the life is. So yeah. I, I want to start this off with one thing. You are always pouring into everybody and I want to pour into you and tell you yeah what I think about you and, and that you're amazing and I love you and I'm so grateful that I met you and there's, there are no coincidences and I do a lot of business in Atlanta and I'm, I, I'm going to get you and I'm going to get my big seagull hug on you and I cannot <laughs> wait. So be careful what you wish for because you're just going to get it. <laughs> I don't know where to start other than to give me your best one-liner because you have, you're the best in the business, Adam. You know what? My favorite one-liner is, as long as you have a pulse, God's got a plan. I just love that, Craig. I, I, I just love that so much because we feel so, we're, we're our, our biggest critics, you know? It's like when we, when, when our marriage falls apart and we, we, we couldn't make it work or we fall back into an addiction or someone we thought that would never walk out of our life walks out of our life and we feel so unworthy and like we weren't fighting for. The enemy wants us so bad to give up because the enemy can't do nothing with somebody that won't quit. And so I think as long as you got a pulse, God's got a plan, lets you know that you can literally lose everything and in a year have more than you ever lost in your life because you changed your mind and got better in that situation. That's my favorite. I love, that's a perfect one and it fits you and this podcast perfectly and me. Uh, I recently, I started off, I was in um, Raleigh with uh, Steven Scoggins, who was very, very religious and, and, and I love him very much. And he told me, he's like, God's calling you right now. He's like, I see you being Come God on, curious. And yeah. I've since surrendered and allowed it and all kinds of goodness keeps happening so there's no coincidence that i've ran into you we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna share god i do i will tell you i'm jewish so i believe i'm the chosen one like jesus and i know that's a big <laughs> thing i know it's a big thing but i do everything right i don't you talked about this morning on your on your um instagram live like what do you do in private you know what i do in private the same thing i'm doing right here right now me too so we live that you want real talk, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kelly. I love you, man. It's, this is going to be so much fun. I didn't need, I, I didn't even need the podcast prep for you because you're such a gem, but can you tell us a bit about yourself and your journey with God? There's so much to you. Well, you know, Kelly, I was raised uh, by a preacher. My mom and daddy were pastors. 
Uh, they had me in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Uh, 24 hours later, they had me in an airstream and we were traveling and he was preaching. So I was raised in around God. I was raised in a very strict religion. We could, I couldn't wear pants, couldn't cut my hair, all that kind of stuff till I was like 15. That's why I'm such a rebel now. Uh, I had mo- I had a mohawk for 25 years. Uh, just like, you're not going to tell me I can't do. And I also, because of that, ran away, uh, really, got really rebellious um, and, and got married really, really young. Um, left Bible school to get married in the middle of the night. Um, and that marriage lasted 18 years, but I had fought so hard for it because I was raised, if you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. So I really had Kelly in my head. God was a mean God. And I was, there's so much that I couldn't do to level up so that he could use me after all my failures. I was the only one that could keep a marriage. I was the only one that uh, was nay naying and not pray praying in my family, you know. And so there they I, go. I, listen, I mean, I was like, I was, I was, I was. Uh, God really had to had to have a lot of grace for me, and He did. But 18 years after I got married, we ended up walking through a divorce, and I lost everything and had to move back in with my mom and daddy at 36 with my two sons, Morgan and Lincoln, who are now 27 and 29. Ooh, that was one of my and, questions, 27, 29. Okay. Yeah, 27 and 29. And I was so devastated. And I remember laying in my bed at my mama's one night, lost my $500,000 house, lost my Mercedes, my Navigator, uh, was driving a, I call it my knockoff Bentley, because uh, it was a 300 Chrysler. Uh, and it had me sitting on the side of the road overheating every day. Every single thing that could go wrong in my life was was going wrong. And really what happened, Kelly, was God let me hit rock bottom to find out who the rock was at the bottom, which was Jesus. And he was like, I'm going to show you that I got off of that throne and onto that cross 2000 years ago, just for you. And you're going to walk through some hell. Cause I, I, Kelly, I do believe sometimes God will wreck your spirit to save your soul. Sometimes he'll let things in your life go terribly wrong so that you fall flat on your face and you can get up again. Cause he's like, I need you to work for me. And I'm laying in my bed one night and I said, God, take this pain away from me. And I felt in my spirit, Kelly, you can, I can't take it away. You got to get up and walk away from it. You got to walk away from that depression. You got to walk away from that anger. You got to walk away from being messy. You got to walk away from going back and trying to give CPR to dead situations. I'm here to help you, but you got to get up and walk. You got to go to hell and come out on fire. And that's exactly what I did. I started shifting the narrative of my life. And at 38, 39, you know, it was like in that season, Kelly, I would never, I would, in fact, people ask me all the time, what would you change? Nothing. There's not one single thing that I would change, Kelly, because I believe that you and I today, we can walk into a room and never even open our mouths and just the mere atmosphere of our presence shifts an atmosphere because you, we've both been crushed by our own storms. Our storms got us where our choices got us where we were but god is the kind of god that will turn your scars into stars man he will turn <laughs> scars your wounds into star- you're he brilliant. does it he he turns your wounds into wisdom man and here i am and I she's just, on so fire people in. seven uh-huh. minutes into this uh-huh. <laughs> so wait hold on i want to interrupt you for a second because i know yeah, yeah, you yeah, will yeah, go yeah. you said go through hell and come out on fire you know what i think i was raised in hell and now i'm on fire and look who i'm talking to right now 
Come on. Come on. I believe that. Yeah, Can and you know what? Think? You are have to be, and I'm going to stop for a second and be a little vague. You have to be the prettiest, I mean, like, outside prettiest pastor I've ever seen. You're gorgeous. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's mean, just energy. It, it, we probably should joy. never get in the same room together because it'll be like the, the, the roof will explode. I don't even know how God began to open up these doors, you know, with you and Craig and I've a lot of people that are outside the church platforms and I'm loving this ride. Y'all well, I heard club. your story actually share the story, how you were sitting on the side of the road with that car <laughs> blown up <laughs> and you just pulled out your phone. I heard it yesterday. I was like, this lady, my daughter was listening. She's like, this is who's on your podcast. And I go, yeah. She goes, dad, um, I hope the studio can continue to. <laughs> oh, so tell the story because I, I didn't know who you were until you were on Craig's thing. So my listeners might not know you. So tell that story how you got started in social media, which you yeah, have over so a million I, followers now, by the way. And uh, if you're not following Real Talk Kim, you have to. She, I caught her first. What do you call the morning Instagram? Prayer talk? I just, my, it's, it's RTK, just, just my podcast prayer call. It, it is so good. I'm going to start listening to that every morning when I'm available. I do it every morning at 8 a.m. I just It's like a Popeye spinach for y'all. I just I kind of just sit there, and I usually try to stop it at 30 minutes, but, man, the Holy Ghost starts falling, and we in there for 50 minutes this morning. I was watching it, and, and I'm not kidding. You have so many comments, and the last comment, I saw it, and I was driving, and you commented on it. He's The guy said that he his mom is driving him nuts, and you caught it, and I'm like, whoa, she's, uh, she's sitting in here in my car with me. But anyways, go back he to said, the- he said he said my mama he said he said man it's my mama she driving me crazy I said you know why your mama's driving you crazy because your mama's got more power over you than God God knows your mama's crazy and he's gonna use you to help get your mama uncrazy but it's the way we process things so I'm sitting on the side of the road today I had to go get a job Kelly so in that religion that I was raised in we couldn't wear makeup like women didn't wear makeup it looked like a, 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 so a Amish person. This is such a good story, by the way. Can you believe that when I lost everything and I had to go get a J-O-B, the only thing in my little city was a Belk. And Belk is like a Kmart on crack. I was like, (laughs) no, I got to go. I didn't even like people, Kelly. Like, I hated people. And I was, because I was a preacher's kid. I had been ruined by church people judging me all the time. And so I just didn't trust none of them. And I thought all of them were hypocrites. And I am literally, what God did was, he said, I'm going to use your pain as your as your platform. I'm going to make you go get a job. I ain't worked in 13 years. I'm going to make you go get a job in it's cosmetics. Some, some of you don't know shit about <laughs> No, I can't, Kelly, I can't even go on YouTube and figure it out. I mean, I'm, I'm terrible. Like, my eyebrows are not, I had to go get them tattooed because they're not twins. I mean, I couldn't even get my, I couldn't even get my. And he put me right there in cosmetics where I had to, for 45 minutes, smell someone's breath doing their makeup. And I'm like, God, you hate me. I mean, it was the worst season ever. But in that season, that's when I'm driving my knockoff Bentley too. And I'm like an hour away from my house. I had to drive one hour going to work and one hour coming home. So I started praying for God to give me the desire to get unstuck. I'm like, God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be angry. If I died right now, nobody would even come to my funeral because I I don't know how to have friends. I just pushed everybody away. And man, in that car, Kelly, God started, man, he started healing me. Like I was desperate. I was desperate. And I'm sitting on the side of the road. Like I got so, I got so delivered and saved. 
that if a mosquito would have bit me, it would have got the Holy Ghost. Like I, I was, I, I shifted, Kelly, everything shifted in me. And I'm starting to love doing makeup on people. Like I'm, I'm like, and I'm, I'm telling them how beautiful they are. And it's like everything was because your purpose is connected to your worst pain. Whatever you walk through that you thought was going to kill you is the area God's going to use you the most. Cause you got something to talk about. It's free life college. So one day, Kelly, I'm sitting on the side of the road and, and, and I mean, I lost everything. I'm sitting on the side of the road and smoke is coming out of my knockoff Bentley. And all I could think about was Broadway. I was like, God, you think of everything. You've given me my own smoke machine. And I take out my phone and I'm like, hello, awesome people. Are you sitting on the side of the road in your in your hoopty, which was a broke down car, feeling like God's forgotten about you. I mean, listen, there wasn't no polish to it. It was just organic, man. I was like, you ain't going to give up. You going to get up, get up, get up. And man, I'm much in their face just telling them to get up. And that video went viral. I like put that video up. It went viral. And it was almost like God was like, Kimberly, it, you don't need nobody to give you a platform. You don't need nobody to qualify you. I've qualified you. And when I saw you were ready, I began to open the windows of heaven over your life. And before I knew it, there was hundreds of thousands of people following me. Every day I began to do videos of encouragement. They wasn't even that good, Kelly. Them videos weren't even that good. That's because you're beautiful. That's why. They were, or thank you, Kelly. They were, they were organic and they were authentic. And that's what people want, Kelly. That's why people love you. Cause you sit and talk about the real you. You talk about, man, I used to be addicted to this alcohol. This thing had me. I still have this non-alcohol now. And you sitting there with your <laughs> cigars. Like you're basically saying, I decided to change. And that's the key. Kelly, you got to change. Nobody's coming to do it for you. And if you're watching and listening to this podcast today, you got to know that, you, listen, you ain't dead, which means God ain't done. All you got to do is get up and begin to move. Move your big old thick thigh. Don't stay there angry. Move. Even if you feel like a turtle stuck in peanut butter, move. Because when you move, you're going to get ahead and God's going to open the doors that's going to blow your ever-loving mind. You have my producers laughing like they're still You're the best. <laughs> I, um... I just I love you. You're amazing. I, I first of all, I want to I want to I'm going to be uh, honest with you, and I'm going to be I'm going to uh, what is the word I'm trying to say? I so I want to tell you that it makes me feel very loved that you went through and looked because I know you're a busy woman and you have a lot going on. You came right off of your prayer talk to right to this, and you taking the time to research harder than life and me, it, it shows me love. So I I want to acknowledge that and feel that, and I thank you. It shows how authentic and genuine you you truly are. So well, Kelly, you know what? I got to say something about you. You know, there's not a lot of men. Uh, big burly. You tell you work out, take care of yourself. Macho ego is what people would think, mm -hmm. right? Because you're into yourself and take care of yourself. There's not a lot of men being vulnerable like you. And so that's, 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 God's going to really use you, Kelly, because you are standing in the gap and showing other people that, man, just because you serve Jesus, it ain't boring. Like, man, I live, it, like, you're contagious. Your joy is contagious. Uh, you just can tell I've been to hell and I came out on fire, man. Yeah, they ain't nobody time. on this planet can tell me God ain't real. That's how you portray. And it's, 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 you deliver it well. 
So thank uh, you for your yes. Thank you for getting up. Well, I appreciate it. And, and you know, at the end of the day too, it's, I think you got to go through some of this. You got to have contrast. So if, if I've never drank in my life and I say, don't drink, how, how, you, how do I know? It's, so yeah. I know both, both ends of it. And it's not just the drink. And it's, it's, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people and, and you said it this morning on your, on your call. It's, it can be porn. It could be the scroll hole. It could be, you talked about weed. Weed is a big thing. Everybody's like, oh, I'm California sober. Oh, great. So you're still not numbing your feelings. That's, that's not, that is not the way to through it. You just, you sit in your shit and process your shit and it will get done faster. Uh, right. And that's, that's, that's all I do with the hard line. And, you know, I think that positivity is, is a lot of it. You know, people knock me, knock me, knock me, and I'm just going to kill them with kindness just over yeah, and over and over. And I'm, I'll use something that uh, I think Ed Milet says this all the time. God doesn't uh, call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Boom. And Period. I'm here. I've said it a million times, Kim, and you, you don't know me yet, but you'll know me now as I have been run over, shot at, stabbed, punched, beaten, I shouldn't be here, but I am. And as you said, I don't look like the kind of guy that has the gift of oration and intelligence, but I am. And I, God didn't give me all this to sit back and do nothing. So we just got started. We started this January 31st. We're eight months into this. We're just getting warmed up. So you just started the podcast eight months ago? Yeah, I wrote this book just just to get things off my head during the pandemic. Everybody was day drinking, and I, I just sat at home. And, and God was testing me like there's no tomorrow. And I had my ex-wife and my ex-girlfriend tried to, tried to end me and ruin me. And, and uh, yeah, that doesn't work real well. You, 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 so you, proud of you, man. It's just, you put my back against the wall. It's, it's on. Be careful. You, That's you poke me. The, you poke the bear and it's coming. So <laughs> uh, how did you end up? So you, you said you were born in, where'd you say you were born in? I was actually born North, in Jacksonville, North Carolina, but only North 24 hours. My parents okay. were preaching there, and Mama had me. With How'd you end up in Georgia then? That's a question. How'd you end my up in daddy Georgia? Pastors, my daddy pastors a church, and so he came to Atlanta, Georgia, and built a church. Said God called him here. Isn't that where Martin Luther King and and, and yeah. Malcolm X were? That oh yeah. Is he still alive? No, my daddy. He died three years ago. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. In the pandemic, he died. You know what's crazy is my daddy uh, Kelly. He could quote. The Bible, man, like out, he was, he, he could get around Atlanta with no GPS. And you know, he got dementia. Mm. He got dementia at 70. I think he was diagnosed about 68 years old. It was a generational curse. And uh, his uncle had died of it, several people in his family. And that thing took my daddy, turned him to a little boy. I mean, he That's just. Terrible. My grandparents, that they were they were who basically raised me, were, were like that. They ended with dementia. It's just terrible. I tell you, I, I just brought up Martin Luther King. He's one of the – I always ask a question. If you could have dinner with one person alive or dead, who would it be? That would probably be who I'd – his gift of gab is, yeah. might be number two to you, but <laughs> his story is remarkable on how he could uh, uh, streamline people and unite people and – it's just a shame. I wish I would have. I wish you would have lived longer and, and been able to make a bigger impact. So, your company name is Conquering Hell in High Heels. 
What's yeah. the backstory on that? I love it, by the way. Love it. Okay, so so I was uh, walking through my divorce, and I, I guess I was about this time, about 38 years old. And Facebook had a quiz, and it was 25 things about me. It's when we were all just telling you stuff about ourselves. Uh, and it was like, I like, I like banana sandwiches, mayonnaise. It was like nothing, you know, just stuff about me. And I wanted to do 25 things about me. This was right after my divorce. I was feeling so terrible about myself. Didn't have no friends. Uh, and my mom and daddy's depressed. And I start with number one said, um, said, what's your favorite food? And Kelly, I couldn't even tell you what my favorite food was. Like I had literally lost me. Number two was, what's your favorite color? I was like, I don't even know my favorite colors. That night I said, God, I need to know 25 things about me. I need to fall back in love with me. I've been in love with people that didn't love me back. I've been over here trying to give medicine to people that like being sick. And now I'm sick and I need you to Hold heal on. me. Say that. Say both of those back again. That is so good. I, I said I had I had lived my whole life trying to get people to love me that never loved me, and I was taking medicine to people that like to be sick, and I got sick. That's where you and I are are Lost kindred me. spirits. And I, I, I wanted I love to you. help everyone. I just met you, and I love you, and I mean it. <laughs> I know you can I feel mean, it right through this. Yeah. We're sending you all kinds of love and vibrations because we're going to have some more tough questions. Um, so keep going. You were talking about conquering hell on in high heels. So, so about seven days later, my youngest Lincoln, Lincoln Presley, he was about uh, nine years old at the time. He walked in and handed me a poem and that poem was 35. It was mother's day, 35 things that I love about you. And it wasn't 25 because that's how God rolls. He does exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think Ephesians 3.20. And number one on there said, Mama, I love you because you were the loudest one at my basketball game. I wanted to punch him in the face because every time we would go to his basketball games, he would give me a lecture all the way there. Don't scream today. Every time I hit a goal, you are the loudest one there and it makes me embarrassed. And here this boy is saying, Mama, I love you because you're the loudest one at my basketball game. The next one was, I love you, Mama, because you Conquered hell in high heels. Oh, and he came I, up with it. Yes, Get out of here. I was like, Lincoln, what does that even mean? He said, Mama, he said, what 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 should have killed you? You stayed soft. He said, because high heels are femininity. And he said, You didn't get you didn't get basically ratchet, but you got righteous. You oh. went from hood to holy girl. <laughs> <laughs> He, he I, was like, you're triggering me in the happiest ways. Uh, I, I just, I, it is just, this is what I needed today. It was, we're, so t Morgan and Lincoln, let's talk about them. They're 27, 29. Okay. What do they do? What are they doing now? So both of them work with me and I pastor a church right here in Atlanta, Georgia called Limitless Church. And if y'all are ever in Atlanta, come see me every Sunday, 10, 1130. I preach. And my, one of my sons runs my media. He does all all the stuff. He's got me TikTok. He's like, hey, my t everywhere I go now, they're like, you're that TikTok preacher. I ain't even been on TikTok. But Same Lincoln, with me. I get it all the time. My daughter goes, really? So wait, when did when did they turn not embarrassed? Because my daughter does the same thing. All of her kids, her friends are following me, and we get places. She's like, Dad, you're you're getting famous. I was like, I don't know. I don't really. When did they get <laughs> proud of you and stop being embarrassed? Because my daughter, she came home yesterday. And she was crying a little bit. And I'm too much information, but I'm going to tell you this. So she comes in. She's, she's dead. I had a rough day. I just need a hug. And I give her a hug. And then she says, I took it a lot, P. 
people were were were, were making fun of you for, for taking steroids. And I was like, well, I don't take steroids. And she said, I know, but I don't want to fight with them. And I said, well, are you? And I hug her. And I said, honey, is it going to be that time of the month? <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> She goes, how did you know? I said, I've been around a few women in my days. So when did they, when did they flip? She's, she's 14 and a half. When did they flip to the point where they're no longer embarrassed? Because I've only just begun to embarrass her. Yeah. You know, I did a TV show called Preachers of Atlanta and it was on oxygen. And I used to preach in tutus with my mohawk and like leather coats and combat boots and I went through a little phase. I'm the queen of rebranding myself. I, I'm always going to be growing. That was the and short so, hair ones that are on your website? Yeah. In God, fact, my, look, my book. You just look badass. Hey, that mohawk was 25 years. But the reason I, I wore tutus and stuff was because I was addicted to people pleasing. And so that was a way for me to break out and, like, I became me. You know, I was like, this is who I am. And, 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 and she did that, that little character I created, like took off. So I got on a show called Preachers of Atlanta and on Preachers of Atlanta, man, my kids, like, because we had cameras following us, there was a lot of stuff we had to talk about. And I mean, my kids were like, they would just tell everything. It was like, you know, uh, my lullabies every night when I was growing up was you and daddy screaming and yelling at each other on national TV. And so we were dealing with like real hard issues. And man, we got so close. Like that TV show was really for me and my boys. We got so close. We healed. Um, and they both started working with me in ministry. Uh, now Link, my, my oldest leads worship, beautiful singer. These boys, Kelly, could have been such statistics because their mom and daddy got a divorce at a very prime age for them. But yet now, because of the way we were able to navigate through the divorce, now these boys are healthy and strong. They're the greatest spouses. Like Lincoln's got a girlfriend. They're probably going to get married. They're, they love so well. Like their daddy wasn't really in their life. And yet they, they, they learned what not to do, how to be. I'm just so proud of them because I killed it. <laughs> hey there's your humility uh way to go girl <laughs> so if you're like me i killed it as a mama man if you're like me and you want more kim go to innercircle.realtalkkim.com and check out more methods to receive more of her she's got this real talk kim inner circle that is phenomenal there's four or five hey. different things that you can sign up for hey uh make grant make sure that that's in the show notes so it, it's just brilliant she has she shares herself with the world, and, and uh, I love that. I love it. What's something you believe in that almost nobody agrees with you on? This ought to be good. I believe that God uses people with the worst past to create the best futures. And I get, I get judged so much by the church because I am not a bully. I'm not going to just preach. Y'all, my daddy preached hell for the first 16 years of my life. Everything was going to send you to hell, even ankle straps on your, on your shoes. And that never got me saved. And so I don't preach hell, fire, brimstone. I preach love. I preach God's love, man. That God's love will change anybody. And so a lot of people, especially in the church, you know, have a real hard time with that because they think I should be using my platform to put people in hell. And I'm just not going to do it. If I don't want to address something, I don't address it. 
I'm just going to love them and get their hearts right. So I believe that you can turn your life around in 30 days. I literally believe that you can be the worst case in the worst case scenario and in 30 days change it and your whole life look differently. I think you're my sister from another mister. I'd say 90 days and I would also, I, I'd expand the love to all love. It's not just God's love. God's love is the ultimate, but all love. I agree. I think I we agree. just need to lead with love. I have it um, uh, on my, in my bathroom that I, I look at every morning. It says, uh, love everybody and tell the truth. Just, yeah. it, it, it's just a Ram Dass quote and I look at it every morning. If we I just love that. that. Love everybody and tell the doggone truth. The doggone truth. I, I love, love that. I love your Southern accent. You're the best. <laughs> I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you for, I know me you're a busy too, woman Kelly. and it, it means the world to me. I, I like we've been talking 30 minutes and it feels like it's been five and I could talk to you all it. day long. I at, know the, it. at the beginning of the pandemic, you were served divorce papers followed three months later by your father passing away. Those are two gut punches. You're a woman <laughs> of faith. Why does God do this? And what did you learn from it? You know, with both of them, I mean, the the husband situation, I knew I wasn't supposed to doggone marry him. <laughs> like, I just knew it, Kelly. Like, you know what? Hold on. Let's talk. I, you talked about that this morning on your thing. Talk about that gut feeling. Divert for a second and then go back to my question. Talk about that gut feeling, how you know you said it this morning is so articulate because we all know when we're messing up. Yes. <laughs> And, 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 and then we get mad, like we create these storms. And then we get mad because why did God do this? God did do this. God was giving me a million red flags and I walk around acting like it's a car carnival. I'm like, oh, it's a carnival. I can change them. No, you can't. Like you already know that you walking into a really bad situation, Kim. And so I just, you know, I believe- So wait, what were the red foot, flags with the guy? Because this was a second marriage and you lasted eight years, right? So, so tell me the I, red flags. So Kelly, I wasn't in ministry at the time. Like I never dreamed in a million years when I met this man on Facebook. <laughs> I never knew in a million first years. First red flag, by the way, first red flag. He's like the producer's yelling, first red flag. <laughs> I knew, Kelly, I knew. I just knew like yeah. he wasn't one but I was living at my mom and daddy's house and I was like, he's going to get me out of my mom and daddy's house. He older, he's an older man. He's going to get me out of my mom and daddy's house and he's going to save me. I never knew that I was going to be preaching. I never knew God was going to uh, use me all over the world and make me like, everybody knows me. Like I walk around and people know who I am. And so I met this man, we, his, his two of his exes found me on social media <coughs> Reached out to me and said, "Don't you do it?" Don't you're still with it. <laughs> you're so real. I mean, literally, we've all done it. We've all done it. Yes. Red flag, red flag. Oh, it's all good. Don't do it. Don't marry this man. And I'm I'm working at Bloomingdale's, making nineteen dollars an hour. I mean, thirteen dollars an hour. I'm like, he's gonna get me out. He can't be that bad. Like he he was this nice looking older man like he looked like he was good guy like he he had a house he lived in san diego like he i was he had a motorcycle i'm like i'm gonna be saved he is my financial security oh my gosh kelly i met that dude twice before i married him oh we do a whole <laughs> podcast on this one <laughs> the jaws are just dropping in the other room i got it uh, Yo, I was not 
real tall kid then. I was, I was, I was, I, I could buy cheese with my credit. Like I, I had walked through a divorce four years previous. Oh I was so broken. You I knew better. I knew better. And I still did it. I would have stayed with him though, Kelly. I'm a ride or die man. But I know. He, talk about that. Cause man, that I hear that story from you and I just want to hug you because here, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just raw dog. I mean, he just, and, and, and that happened to me and, and yeah. it's happened to us all. So tell the, the the story about the divorce papers and how and what happened. Yeah. And so I was preaching in um, Biloxi, Mississippi, at a MLM event. I was speaking for two hours at this event, and all of a sudden, all these pastor friends of mine started calling, saying, "I am so sorry. I'm so sorry, Kim." I'm like, "Sorry for what?" And they're like, uh, "Your husband is being outed right now all over social media. Like everybody." is putting his picture up, asking whose husband. They all knew whose husband it was. And it was it was Real Talk Kim's husband. And he had gotten exposed for having an affair, having an affair with my, one of my followers. And uh, when I'm, I'm at the house, and all of a sudden, the pandemic has just started a week. He is, we're in the house. It's kind of, it's kind of quiet because he's been exposed. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. And I go to, he says, Kim, somebody's at the door. I go open the door and a lady is standing there with divorce papers. And she looks at me and she says, I'm sorry. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh. Like it was God because I would have stayed with him. But God knew his character can't keep up with your purpose, Kim. And so we're going to just let him out. He's, we're going to let him have the exit. So that's what happened. And we went through the pandemic. Uh, got divorced. My daddy died three uh, three months later. Uh, it was probably the most uh, growing season of my life. Really, I was a really great person then. But this 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 that year, it really knocked me over to being an exceptional person. So Kim, you know that while you were going through that, I was going through my same exact. It, I wrote the book. I mean, exact. I wrote a book about it during the same time. This is when the two exes. Teamed up at the same time. I was alone. I was going through all these emotions. I was about 14 or 15 months into my sobriety, not understanding anything. Just that's when I officially looked up at, looked up at the sky swear, and said, you know me, God, you cannot break me. This will not break me. And, it, on, it, and, 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 uh, I looked over at my scotch and I said, nope, grabbed a cigar I put my phone down. I went for a long drive and I devised a plan on how I was going to freaking claw my way back. So when you were going on, through Kim. that, I was going through that. And here we are today, stronger and better. Kudos to you. I am proud of you. Kudos and to you, man. Bam. I, what I, was meant to take you out, took you over. So, ooh, what's meant to take you, you out. You know what I realized, Kelly? You know what I realized, Kelly? Here's one thing that I've learned. That your character will outlive their lives. Come on. You don't got to clap back. Hurt people, hurt people. But heal people, heal people. Your fruit will outlive every lie ever spoken about you. That's why you can't clap back and you can't go down to their level. You can't come off your chair to throw tomatoes in the, in the cheap seats. You hear me? You got to stay focused, man. Because thieves don't rob empty vaults. The enemy wasn't fighting Kelly and Kim because we ain't got nothing going on. The enemy knew there was a lot in us and that if he could captivate us and keep us in, uh, uh, in anger and bitterness and unforgiveness and fighting in the flesh, then he could, he, he could have us. 
but you and I did it. We clawed our way back out and look at us. And so you can, can everybody else too. So can everybody else. And that's what this is all about. That's why you yes. use your platform. That's why I use my platform. Yes. If you're sitting there and you're listening to this today and you're like, well, I can't do that. Baloney. You can't. And Come you on. just got to stop being a victim and yes. own it. Become aware and move forward. There's 8 billion people in this world. Why are you letting a few buttholes stop you? She you said know what butthole. I'm saying? You know what Why happens though? People... You talk about hurt people hurting people, but you know what, what What they're really trying to do is that have the illusion of control. If I can, yeah. if I can be mean to you and, and, and uh, I, I have control and I don't have to deal with my feelings. That's what happens. People need to realize, yeah. hey man, that's why I sit there. Vulnerability is cool. If I tell you that I had to empty a freaking urine jar as a little kid, yes, you're going to feel sorry for me for a second, but it, that's embarrassing and we can connect and bring us together. If I tell you that um, at nine years old, my mom beat the living crap out of me. I, I'm not doing it for sympathy. I'm doing it because you understand all the battles that I've been through, like with you with divorce papers yes. and two, twice, you're human. Yes. And, we and it ain't over. Oh, I know. It's good of you. I feel like I just started living. I, me too. And I'm 51. Baloney. I don't believe old. it. Show me the, show me your verses. I don't believe it. I don't I believe it. I am 51 years old and I feel like I am just getting started, man. Fake news. You look beautiful. 51. Thank you wow. so much. You How are, are you, Kelly? 47. I'll be 48 in a month. So, All right. Yeah, I'm 48 years young. Man. I love that. Kelly, you think you're going to get married again? Uh, I, I don't, you know, it, I'd never say never. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'd never say never because, uh, hey, I did it when I was a mess. So I'd rather do it when I'm healed. I, I'm pretty yeah, healed now. Yeah, because you're a gift. The, the challenge now is that I, I, people, I, I repel the people that aren't for me. And it, it's, a, it's a weird thing. When, when, when I was drinking and partying, I was life of the party and everybody loved me. And then now I'm this wholesome and pure and vulnerable, big personality who's, I don't, I don't get what this influencer stuff is, but it is what it is. And, and it's just people run from me, but yeah, it's uh, Hey, I'm talking the to right, you. That, that, that's it. That the right one will run to you, you know? Yeah. It's when like, it's time, when, it's when, like, when God says it's time, yeah. um, I did you know what? I'm going to say this. You are fascinating to me, and I, I've said it a million times, but I aspire to you to have your positivity. I have some of it, but I, I, I aspire to have more. What are This usually comes with non-negotiables. What are some of your non-negotiables? you got to be fun. <laughs> if you are a negative zapper, I will not be around you. I love you, and I pastor. I pastor a lot of, a lot of different types of people. But I am the type of person, if you're around me very long, I will brainwash you into believing that you can you can get up from anything and be happy. So a non-negotiable is, is, is Debbie Downers, Petty Patricks. Another non-negotiable is people with no integrity. I don't like people with no integrity that don't love people. And so my non-negotiables are, man, you got to bring peace into my life, not pieces. I need peace. I need peace. You ain't going to steal my peace. If you knew how hard I fought to get where I am today, you would understand why I have a slogan that says, kiss my boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm right in there. Kiss. That's the show. The name of the show right there. Kiss my boundaries right there. My, that is so good. And you know what? Kiss my boundaries. 
I know exactly what it took. I, I say, if you knew the amount of violence it took me to get this soft, you'd understand. That's literally what it is. Violence. Um, because, Kelly, nobody tells you the amount of grieving and healing. Forgiveness. That was the big one. I had to forgive yeah, my parents. Too. I had to forgive myself. Yeah. I had to forgive everybody and everything. And then just keep continuing with the gratitude day in and day out until it just, till you believe it. And I'm yeah. going to look like you. If you hang out with me long enough, you're going to believe you can fly. Yeah. <laughs> the two of us together, they're going to be like, no, just please, just just don't hey, come near me. I need I need just one of you, not not both, just, just one. <laughs> I can't both. Can you share some hobbies and interests outside of Real Talk, Kim? I love working out. So uh, in January, I started working out, and now I'm like, I love the gym. I love lifting weights. I would never lift weights because I always thought it was going to make me look a man, but it doesn't. I love laughing. I love just, man, getting outside. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I ain't scared of nothing. I ain't going to be jumping off no building, but I, I like adventure. Uh, I just love life, man. I, I YOLO big time. I live. But really, one of my big passions is working out. I love to work out. So I have a theory. I, everybody always says you only live once. I say you only die once. You live every day. Yes, I love that. So working out, obviously I work out. That's like non-negotiable for me. And it's, it's you keep, you like my sister because you say the same thing. Integrity, when I say you, how you get integrity is by keeping your word to yourself and to everybody else. And when I yeah. say it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, it's going to happen. So you yeah. keep, you keep we, we, we're definitely going to have to hang out. So. If you could create one law, what would it be and why? One law, if I could create one law, uh, it would be uh, stopping gossip. Oh, that's, you ever read the the book, The Four Agreements? You're going to hell on a slip and slide if you gossip. (laughs) What'd you say? Have you ever read the book, The Four Agreements? Uh Uh-uh. It talks about being impeccable with your word and being impeccable with your word is to not gossip. I just read the four agreements companion book and it's so easy to get sucked into gossip so oh, like, yeah. oh did you hear about uh craig and uh, did you hear about this and it's like and and in the four agreements book it said it's none of my business or i have no opinion on that that's your two answers and when people want to gossip, none of my business and i have no opinion on it hard. because you don't know you you always say that oh i don't believe them but we're human and when people plant stuff in people's heads, you still got that you you still got that opinion of that person. And I believe a lot of great people you miss out on because you allowed to you you listen to something that you shouldn't have listened to. So I think gossip should be. I hate gossip. I, that would be one of my laws. No gossip. Literally, I tell people ahead of time that don't know me. I said, if you see me disappear from a from a conversation or a group of people, it's because they're gossiping. I, I, yep. And I will mid-sentence, I got to go to the bathroom. I will too. Gone. And just walk. If you see me disappear and I, I don't too. come back, that's because I didn't like the conversation and it was negative. Me too. Where and I don't even mind. Go? I just walk right off. Yeah. And the best part is most people are drinking and I don't even have to say, I was, oh, I was there all night. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm back home sleeping. You know, um, <laughs> we're going to come back to that God, what you learned about that. We're just going to end it with it because you're going to go on a on a on a really nice 
run with that. So we're going to come back to that, what you learned from your daddy dying and that divorce. But I want to ask some more. I'm going to keep going down this questions about yourself. Uh, what's the most important decision you made in your life? Uh, loving me. Come on. Fell That's in a- love with Kim. All of me loves all of me. <laughs> that is such an overused term but i say it's you'll you'll see all my responses to the to the haterade um sending you love and positivity love yourself so tell how you did that where'd you start and and how do you keep it going daily Kelly, I would lay in my bed at night because I was so angry. Like, I would pray every night for my ex to get killed with a train because I knew that if he got killed with a train. <laughs> and I would lay in my bed at night and be like, God, I know this ain't this ain't right. And I just, I need you to help me love me. Like, let me stop blaming you for the storms I'm creating. Let me love me so well that it's the law of draw, that I attract the right people in my life. And I would just pray these elementary prayers, man. Like, I want to I wanna love me. I want to love people so well that when, when I say I love you, they would be like, I know you do. Like, let me. So I, I went on this journey, you know, and I was real with me in quiet time. And then I would really let God do what he wanted to do in my life. And now I freaking love everybody. Like, loving people is my favorite hobby. I feel you on that. This is, again, we're very similar. I feel you on that because you just took accountability for God putting bad people in your life. And and the only accountability you have is that you allowed it. You didn't do anything, but you allowed it. And that is the hardest, at least in my opinion, the hardest accountability to take. My voice just crackled because I did it. And God kept sending these women into my life. And it sounds like it happened to you too. They're like, hey, dummy, pay attention. We're trying to teach you something. And then finally, I don't know about you, but I did it alone. And I, I just took a long time alone. Yeah, I took, got, I put a do not disturb up on my heart. Did it alone. Uh, Best thing I ever did. It's the only way to do it, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. What re, I, 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 I'm going to ask this, and I already know the answer, but I got to ask. What reaction do people have when you walk into the room? Uh... I, I'm contagious, you know. I mean, I, I, I contagious. I I'm contagious because I, I, I really love people. Like people always tell me, you don't really know who you are. Like you don't really realize the capacity that you are. Like you, you really are all that. But I'm just. I think when you lose everything, you're so grateful that you're that God's given you this influence that you are just like and like and awe. Like I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful that God lets me do this and that I can still be working at Bloomingdale's, but yet people love me enough that they're in my inner circle doing life with me. They come, they get, they, out of all the churches in Atlanta, they come to my church. Like, I'm just so mm. grateful. And so I think that's what it is. They just, people can't believe that dog, she's like really humble and contagious. You've only been doing this for a couple of years, right? Three years? So I've only been pastoring for three years. It'll be four years, New Year's Eve. Uh, I've been real talk cam for about 10 years. Wait, 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 wait. New Year's Eve is your first one? You know that I quit drinking five years ago, New Year's Eve. What? Mm-hmm. So yep. you, did a res- you did a resolution, which everybody knocks resolutions. You did a resolution and stuck with it. 
yeah, I just said this thing, this isn't working for me Rowdy. anymore, and I'm going to take a break. And I only committed to 90 days. That's why I said 90 days. And I was in Key West, Florida, and New Year's, I cheer, tree, cheers to drag queen and set my drink down and, and never picked it back up. Five years. <sighs> and, and uh, yeah. Did you ever- Kelly, was it hard? Did you hit days where you were like, man, after 90 days, was it still hard? No, it wasn't. It just, Got it, it, there, there was, it, it, the, only, the hardest part was about f- six days into it. I literally, I think I, I, I went gangbusters. I was in Key West for a week and drinking a fifth a day. And cause I knew I was done. And, uh, about, I think it was June, January 4th. I, I got encountered with some, a problem. And then January 6th, another big, these are major problems like girlfriend problems. I own an IT company, IT company problems. And then, uh, I was sitting at my house. I felt really abandoned. I'm sure you can identify with abandonment and, yeah. and I just wasn't loving myself. And I just, I hit what I would per- call rock bottom. And I just, I got a call from a dear friend out of nowhere. And he said, I want you to know that, he, that I love you and you're a good person and you just made some bad choices. And I <sighs> said, I know. And I just bur- burst out in tears, let it all out. I had another friend show up at my house, took me to the gym and just got me to work out. And after that, my daughter came home and, and, and we had dinner and it was just, all right, it's go time. And about a week later, things got better. So, so never, you didn't even have to go to rehab. I didn't, I did it cold turkey. I don't Come recommend on, it. I, I don't recommend it because, but alone, we talked about it alone. I want, I needed to be alone in my feelings and process these things. Yeah. And I did. And here I am, I'm coming up on five years and it's, it's, um, I don't even think about it anymore. And, and this is what I look at. And I, was, I have the contrast. Uh, when I used to drink, I used to, I, used, I used to start off my days in a negative. I'd have a few drinks and I'd get myself to even zero. But now I'm at nine, 10, maybe 30. And, and if I have one drink and I could have one drink, I, I literally, I, I don't believe I was an alcoholic because I was able to walk away. I would bring myself down to zero. Why the hell would I want to do that? I'm here for a reason. I'm here to yeah. inspire, model, and 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 educate and show people that this can be done. I mean, I was, I was a big boy. I had a tolerance of of, of amazing people. I, had, I showed a lot of fun. But I tell you what, since I quit, my body's in a better shape. I'm a better father. I'm a better businessman. I launched a podcast. I wrote a book. I'm about to launch a fitness app. And um, life is good, man. So proud of you. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful that I met you. I got a weird question for you. When you are down, which may never be, but we're always down. What can you think of that make you smile? Man, life. Like, I just have a great life. Like, I I think about, you know, if, if it could be, I could still be at Bloomingdale's. <laughs> How often do you get down? Mine are fleeting moments. Like, yeah, something will be, uh, the mind virus will just pop in and say something of, of all, and I, and I, and I, I got so many habits and rituals that I just don't, that's not true. And I know it's cool. <laughs> usually I'm just hungry when that happens, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mine's usually around that time of the month. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> hey, I'm just like, girl, shut up. Like I'm the queen <laughs> of talking to myself though. Like if I find myself getting in a, in a mood or something, I will, man, I'll be like, Kim, shut up, girl. You got it going on. Like I will, I'll just be in that mirror talking to myself. So I don't let myself go there. Like people ask me all the time, are you always like this? I'm like, yeah, I really am. (laughs) Happiness, Happiness is a choice. 
When you, you first know, got started, it, it, did did people call you intense, too intense, or too much? Oh yes, I still get that. You know, you're, you're, why are you why are you so passionate? Why why you gotta talk? Because I get going, man. I'm like, oh, I know you, you know, do. So I keep cutting you off. Like, why are you mad? Why? I'm like, this is called passion. You know, so yeah, I mean, I'm a lot for a lot of people. Uh, you were not, not, everyone's not going to like you and that's okay. Just keep being you and the right people will be in your, tr- will come follow you. God will send complete strangers to love you and support you, man. And so I just don't let myself stay down. Like you. It's, uh, you know what it is? Yeah. What you just said is love. You're just loving yourself. That's it. There's not too much. You're just loving yourself. What's yeah. your biggest fear? Uh, my big, I don't really have any anymore. You know, my, my biggest fear before was not being, not getting to experience love. Cause obviously I was a glutton for love, you know, like my, my daddy and mama were married 52 years. And, uh, my fear was, Oh my gosh, you know, what's wrong with me. And I don't fear anything anymore. Cause I just, I've watched God do too much in my life to fear if it's God, it's going to happen. And there ain't nobody on the, on in this world that can stop it. And so I don't have any fears, not one doggone fear in my life. So I, you, you just keep spurring me to share stories with you. So I was just, <laughs> I own a home in Florida. I own a home in Michigan and I fly back and forth but to, for my daughter. And I, I used to own a plane and we would fly and I used to get nervous. This is when I drank. I used to get, I hated going through the clouds because you couldn't see. And my future, yeah. I felt like I was going to hit something. Like God was yeah. going to hit something, going to make me hit something to stop my deviant ways. So I was flying back on Monday and we were coming through the clouds and I was just watching them. And I was a complete calm because I knew God had me and I was on the right path. And it's faith over fear. Period. Period. You cannot have faith in fear. And fear is false evidence appearing real. God is not a God of chaos and confusion. He's just not. So when we find ourselves getting anxious, the Bible says be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you start nice. feeling it, you just breathe. Like that's what I do when I start feeling anxiousness or I get, cause I fly, I, fly, I was on six planes last week. I just breathe. Just, it ain't nothing. I'm so quick to let things roll off my back. Now I used to be, oh my God, not anymore. I'm just like, Did you know, everything is good. Do you ever get the, Excuse me. Do you ever get the feeling that anxiety, that really gratitude, I gratitude and anxiety feel very similar to me. You yeah. ever get that? Anxiety and gratitude. I don't know. Break that down. So a lot of times I will start feeling my heart will start racing uh, when I'm doing something cool. And I'll be like, why am I anxious? And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not anxious. I'm grateful. Ain't that crazy? It's because it, it, I, I just grew up, like I told you, I was raised in hell. I, this is no exaggeration. I was raised in hell. So that I never was grateful. I, I mean, I just, I, I was scared, scared to death. So uh, I didn't have anything to be grateful for. So grateful, it feels a lot like anxiety because that's all I've ever been is an anxiety. Until Man, that's the last deep, few years. Kelly. That is what, deep. That what is, can I say? That is, that is awesome that, we realize that how many times we don't just step back and realize, man, I'm actually not, I'm not anxious. I'm actually very grateful right now. If more people would do what you just said, they would be doing this instead of this up and down, up and down. Steven Scoggins has a mentor that said this, this too shall pass and what replaces it will be greater. 
And I say that to myself a lot. And it's the truth. It will pass. Absolutely. I want to go back because we're, we're finishing up. I want to be respectful of your time or come up in an hour. I could talk to you forever. And I love this. And, <laughs> and I want to, I, I can't wait to meet you in person. Let's go back to what did you learn and how did it, and I know you now enough to know that when your, when your father passed away along with the divorce, this was God saying, I believe you. So just, just take on that and say, what did you learn and how can you share that with the people? I learned that with elevation comes separation. If my ex wouldn't have walked out on me, I would never be where I am today because he was a hater. <laughs> you know, he would have just kept pulling me back. Uh, that sometimes God has to break your spirit to save your soul. Um, I also realized with my daddy's passing that if my daddy would have still been here, Kelly, I would never be pastoring this church which is killing it god is crushing it because my daddy my daddy didn't believe in women preachers for forever uh it took him getting sick for him to really start and and watching me on preachers of atlanta where he really started seeing man my daughter's got my gift so if my daddy if my ex wouldn't have walked out i wouldn't be what i'm doing what i'm doing today both of my exes actually i would not be where i am today so with with separation comes elevation when that, when we realize that rejection is God's protection, rejection is not necessarily someone wanting out of your life, but it's somebody God needs out of your future. And I look at that death of my daddy, like that legacy, when he took his last breath, the legacy of my life took off so I can do what my daddy could never do. Here's one for you. Re rejection is redirection. Whew. Man, so good. Everything happens for you, not to you. That is a freaking, you can look at that and see that right away. Uh, is there anything I, I, I haven't asked you that I should have that you'd like to, that you'd like to share? You know, I think one thing I would like to add is, y'all know I just put a new book out called You Gotta Get Up. I've written five books, but I want to talk to that person today that might have been like me in special ed. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't know where commas go either. Maybe, maybe you are over here feeling like I wasn't, I'm not qualified. Nobody in my family's, you know, I'm the black sheep of my family. I was too. Now I'm the goat. You, there is nothing in your life that is stopping you. And whether it was special ed, whether it was uh, uh, quitting school, I want to encourage you that God uses every single thing. Your test is your testimony. Go write that book. Stop letting the enemy tell you nobody would read your book. Yes, they will. Your book is going to change the world and the legacy will live on. So don't let labels that were put on you stop you from doing all that you know you're supposed to do. Run, Forrest, run, and don't stop. Don't stop. Keep getting up again. Failure is not failure unless you stay down. Failure is part of success. So you got to make mistakes in order to get to where you want to go. Because if at least you ain't making mistakes and you ain't trying. So get up today and realize as long as you ain't dead, God ain't done. Why not you? You got to get up. Go get that book. And uh, usually I, I spend the whole time talking about books, but I wanted to get to know you. And this this I love not it. I'm glad disappoint. I will, we'll, we'll have you back next year. We'll, we'll go through whatever book you write next year. So uh, glad. I, 
It is so good. Uh, let me remind everybody, please rate and share this podcast. Also, I do my best to respond to all the comments on all social platforms. So if you want to see more of something or less of something, leave a comment. Each and every episode is sponsored by National Technology Management, the easiest and best IT company to do business with, delivering peace of mind with technology every day. Visit TrustNTM.com for more information. Until next week, be harder than life. Thank you for listening. Please rate and subscribe to Harder Than Life, and let's take this to the next level. Get connected at the links below.